Hello, hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm doing fine. Hi, this is the JJC Podcast, and I have the content creator, the host of the Brit Jack Podcast, Lee White. How are you this evening? I'm really, really good. Thanks for having me. I'm doing fine. Um, I wanted to talk a little your start. How did you start your podcast and and what made you get into doing the podcast? So, yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to get into it was there was obviously a lot, there's a lot of content out there for kind of Jags fans in the UK, oh, sorry, in the US. Um, mm-hmm. But the, obviously, as, as, as the Jaguars fans know, that there is a big following in the UK. The Jags have a lot of fans over here. And I just thought it would be nice to have some content from the kind of the perspective over here. Um, okay. And obviously with the games coming over each year, the the fans, the fan base over here is growing. And even the sport in general, even if it's away from the, the Jaguars, the, the NFL in the UK is growing massively, um, especially over the last kind of five, ten to five years. It's it's kind of, it's really, really grown. The Any games that come over here, and you're enough sellouts instantly, regardless of who's playing. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, UK perspective on 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 our team, really. That's a that's a good. I never really thought about the market in the UK and how the Jaguars are a part of that. You know, because in the states, the Jaguars are kind of like a small market team in a sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, over here, like. I mean, you've got the NFL kind of exploded in, I believe it was like the kind of mid 80s uh, to the early 90s over here. So you do get a lot of the kind of dolphins, like you get a lot of bears. Um, and yeah, the, and, uh, the Patriots are popular over here as well. But I'd probably say the Jags are, are probably top five fan bases, if not top 10, the, the okay. worst case scenario. So they are right up there. Um, when it comes comes to kind of fan representation over here, from my experience anyway, I've I've got no figures to back that up, but just from kind of seeing the gatherings at the NFL events, the Jags are are, are really up there. Okay, um, have you went to any of the Jag games in the UK? Yeah, um, I went to. Uh, to be honest, perfectly honest with you, the, the timings haven't ever fallen very well with work and and kind of other engagements, but I went to the Texans game last year. Um, and the year before that, I had tickets for the Eagles game, but on the morning of the game, I had to, I had to, I had a change of plans, and I couldn't make it unfortunately. So, I've only actually been to see the Jags once. Um, was hoping to go again this year, but obviously, uh, that's that's not possible. But um, yeah. hope, hoping something comes up in the future so I get to see them again. Okay. Have you been to the states? Have you been to Jacksonville to see them, or in the states to see them yet? I haven't. Um, it's it's kind of that's kind of one of my one of the things on my bucket list. That's that's I want to I want to get to that point. I mean, I've been to Florida um, when I was younger. I kind of did the Orlando, uh, kind of Disney World, Universal, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> what I was only uh, fifteen at the time, so I was I was completely unaware of the NFL at all back then. I was I wasn't following the sport, so it was kind of a, a wasted opportunity for me, really. 
Um, so, but yeah, no, it, it's I've, so that's my only experience of the States. I absolutely loved it. I'm desperate to go back. Um, I want to take my my wife and kids over. So Jacksonville will definitely be top of the list for when when I come back. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, how'd you feel about yesterday's game? Um, it it felt it felt like it started quite um quite positive. Um, the defense it felt like the defense showed up. The offense started a little shaky, but right. yeah, up until the half, I would I felt like we were having the better of it. I felt we were in a strong position. Obviously, the two um, missed field goals and then going for it on the fourth and one, which had we not missed two previous field goals, we probably would have gone for it again. I feel like nine points could have really had us in a much stronger position. And I feel like our hand, our hand was forced with how we were playing the game. We probably moved away from the run far too right. quickly. Um, yeah, it, it's, it is. It's... It's upsetting because you can see that there are sparks here and there, and mm-hmm. you just want the the ball to click at the same time because there's there's potentials kind of coming up all over the field, but they're just never at the same time and and yeah. So I, I'm trying to take positives from it. That's because obviously it's not it's not great at the moment, but uh, yeah. But yeah, it's I didn't understand on that fourth and goal that they decided to allow a rookie running back the option of throwing or attempting to throw a pass. Yeah. It was the strangest form of events. And then inside the five against a team that allows 180 yards rushing the first four games of the season, they passed the ball all four times. Yeah, it's it. It was a real strange one. Um, I know Gruden keeps going on about how he doesn't want to get away from the run, and to a degree, sometimes the game dictates that you have to kind of resort to passing it. But we were still up until the fumble. Really, we were still. It was a one-score game. Yep. And I don't. So that to me says you don't have to rush it. There was time on the clock. There's there was no there was no rush and. We just seem to again move away from it, which we've done in in weeks gone past, where Robinson's been really looking really productive and causing problems, and they just and they stop for whatever reason. Um, I mean, back to the fourth and one. I, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what they would. If we were going to try something like that, I would expect someone like um, Lavisca Chanel, right? Because obviously he's had snaps at running back. He's had snaps even at, as a as a quarterback, really. So. That would have made more sense, even than giving it to Robinson. But they obviously had something in mind, but it, it didn't come off, and it went wrong. Yeah, incredibly. <laughs> I, I will say they should use Chenault a little bit more, and that, and like you said, it should have been Chenault. I would have trusted Chenault because he's bigger to to run for that yard or to throw it because he's been that Swiss Army knife type of player for us so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we've we've used them all over the place, and and I feel like that would have that option would have made more sense. But yeah, that was a strange one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so far this season, right? We're what one and four. Would have any players jumped off the screen for you, or you see any potential in some of the players that we have? For me, most of the positives we've seen so far are definitely on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, other than Miles Jack has been unreal on defense, um, but on on offense, I feel like we've got a real young, strong core. Uh, the likes of Charts showing up again this year. Um, obviously, Chenault looks like a real a real player, and he's obviously only in his rookie rookie year. James Robinson, who no one saw that kind of happening, and even Keelan Cole, I feel like he's had a, a great year so far. Um, where going into the season, there was a lot of talk about who was going to going to be the next one down. Um, right. Obviously, Lavisca and Chark were almost nailed on, and you had Cole. Conley and Westbrook and people weren't kind of sure who was going to get the nod of the three and who was going to be um, and yeah I feel like Cole's really cemented himself in that position now and I've been quite impressed and I really like Colin Johnson I know he hasn't yeah. seen a lot of action um, obviously got his first touchdown yesterday but I just think he offers us something a bit different really and I, I like what I've seen of him so far I agree um, I really like the the growth of Keelan Cole because last year it just seemed like he was on the outside looking in, but yeah. it seems like he's got himself together and he's been a vocal part of our offense. Um, and what do you think about D.D. Westbrook? Like, what's next regarding him? Because he's just been a healthy scratch and only started, like, not even started. He was in the fourth quarter of the Miami game for, like, a moment. Yeah, it seems a bit of a strange one with Didi because, um, I mean, last year, obviously, he featured a fair bit. He was a, a, a fairly prominent part of our offence. Um, and I think, yeah, it was the 2018 season. He, he he had, I think he was our best receiver, if I remember correctly. So it seems, it does seem a bit of a strange one. Um, but I suppose it's just, to a degree, he's just a casualty of the, the strength we've got in that position. Um I remember Marone saying something about he missed a fair bit of training camp with like a niggling um, like shoulder injury, and that's <laughs> why he was kind of bottom of the pile. Um, but I was a bit surprised because I don't feel like Connolly had the best game against Miami with his. He had a couple of big drops on third downs. Yes, um, kind of killed a couple of drives for us. So I kind of expected. Um, Kind of next game up, like at the Bengals, um, to see a bit more of Westbrook. But as you say, for some reason, he has got he's not been included. And at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if he is being potentially offered around to other teams to see if there's any kind of interest for a trade because he's not really doing anything where he is, and it almost seems like a waste because he he is he's a good player. Yes. And I think it's his contract year as well. So, yeah. you know, that, that's a big year for him to try to get out in the market next year and hopefully get a nice contract. But being a healthy scratch is not going to help that. No, definitely not. And obviously he's going to want to put some tape out there and, and really make a name for himself. So, yeah, I mean, it must be frustrating for him because 
I say, I think the only thing I can put it down to is the fact we've got we've got so many good receivers. That's 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 all it can be. Yeah, we do. And I and what you were saying about Colin Johnson, I think I see a future him being that red zone guy that they just throw the ball up to because he's like six six and just grabbing the ball. Yeah, just uh, yeah, put the ball up there and and I mean he he should be beating. Uh, defensive backs a majority of the time. I mean, with that kind of height, if if the balls are put in the right place, there's no reason he should be getting beat to that ball. So yeah, and no, I I really like him as yeah, as you say, a red zone threat. I don't think he's ever going to be a kind of catch and, and yards after catch kind of oh. receiver. Um, oh. But he's that player that can hopefully punch, just help us punch it in when we get when we get there. Gardner Minshew. Um... As the season goes on, do you think that they will draft a quarterback? Let's say they end the season three and thirteen, and Gardner Minshew throws what twenty six touchdowns, has eleven interceptions, about a sixty seven percent completion percentage, and they're three and thirteen. Do you think they would think about drafting the quarterback if they're in the top three? Um, I think I think they think about it. Um, I I am a I'm a I'm a big Gardner fan. Um, I'm really rooting for the guy. But I think when you when you're that high up, you have to consider it. You can't you. I I he's not the player. He's not. You can't completely white rule out the decision for a new quarterback because he's not. He's not going to be one of the top guys in the NFL, and it pains me sad because I, I really am rooting for him. I want him to be a success, but he's—I can't see him leading a team to a Super Bowl and putting a team on his back and carrying us to a Super Bowl. Um, I agree. He's—he's absolutely—he's he's not going to be a, a kind of the worst of the worst in the NFL. I—I I, I definitely think he could be a middle of the the pack quarterback, and. That's yeah. So I, I I could see him kind of delivering anything up to kind of nine nine wins, maybe even ten. Kind of getting us to a wild card uh, kind of spot every every now and again. But I don't think he's gonna ever really take us past that point. Now, okay. obviously, at the minute, most Jags fans would be over the moon with kind of nine or ten wins and and grabbing a wild card spot, like the the kind of the way we're playing at the minute, that, that feels like a million miles away. But yeah. if we ever want to get to the position of challenging for the t- the top prize, I feel like we need we do need an elite quarterback. And unfortunately, I don't I don't think. I mean, it is difficult to say because it is only still his second year, and when you take into account how many starts he's had, it's he's he's barely had a year. Right. But these things are starting to show, like the arm strength and his eagerness to kind of run out the pocket and he's almost too eager he gets too he seems to get too nervous and whereas you'd be hoping at by this point start seeing progression and see him improving in these areas i mean arm strength obviously there are limitations but i don't feel like we're seeing as much of an improvement as we were hoping for I, I would agree with that. Like when I 
when I found out that the Jaguars were 0-5 when he throws over 300 yards, that made me realize, like, hey, he's the type of guy that needs, like, a team around him. And he would be fine. But I do agree. I've seen it a little bit yesterday where the line was protecting for him just fine. And he just had that eagerness, like you said, to just move around to make something happen. And sometimes that's just not, you know, sometimes we just don't need that. We just need you to stay in the pocket and just deliver the pass. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like sometimes he causes more problems than he solves by doing that. Um, uh, I, th- I think, yeah, it was the Miami game where he needlessly scrambled and we ended, he t- ended up taking a sack before he could get the ball, he could put the ball out. And it was a massive loss. And yesterday, I feel like he was kind of inviting these plays on again. Like he had protection and and he was putting pressure on himself that it just didn't need to be. Um, right. So, yeah, you'd, you'd be hoping by now he's, like I say, he's kind of he's kind of in between. He's a year, year and a bit of playing in the NFL. And the O-line has, has definitely progressed this year. Um, it might not still be kind of top, top level, but it's definitely better than it has been. And... Yeah, he's he's getting time, and he is getting time. He is getting protection, so I, th- I feel like he needs to use it more. I would agree. Um, the Lions, we have the Lions next week. They they are coming in as the they are going to be the favorites. Um, what do you think we would need to do to the, to beat the Lions this Sunday? Yeah, um, I I really like Matt Stafford as a QB. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he, to be honest, I can see some similarities between Minshew and him. Um, like kind of he's 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 a good QB. He's never going to be a top top QB, but I, I feel like we need to disrupt his game because he is a very accurate passer, and I feel like that will be their strength. That will be, be their passing game. Um, so the defense needs to be alert to that because we started off well in the game yesterday, but with the um, Josh Jones being ejected and Wingard uh, being injured, we started to see kind of some weakness and some holes appear in in the defense. Hopefully, with the return of Miles Jack and CJ Henderson, if they are fit to go, that will help things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we are definitely going to need a better showing from Mincho. I feel. I feel like we need to, if we have the opportunity to to take the upper hand, we need to, we need that because, as as we mentioned earlier, I think I think we need to use Robinson much more later in the game. He he's he's he'd be a very useful tool for kind of draining clock as well. And but we're never in the we're never in the position to use that, so. I feel like we need to start very quickly um, and get some points on the board and we need to be dictating the game. And I feel like this is probably one of our best shots at getting another win this season. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe this game, um, but there's there's not many other games that I'm looking at on the kind of the schedule that I'm thinking we could, we could get a win from. So yeah, I feel like this, this hopefully could be, 
could be a win. Yeah, that, that middle of the schedule is brutal. Yeah. Green Bay, Baltimore, the Cleveland Browns. I I don't – that doesn't look good for our team. <laughs> no. They had the Steelers and, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not Ooh, looking that. that don't look that. good. <laughs> that does not look good. Um, I will say this about Detroit. They have this habit of letting teams come back and win. They cannot close a game to save their lives. I, it's, I, I don't know if C.J. Henderson is going to be playing this Sunday, but I, I think I believe we're going to need him a little bit more because they have a receiving core. I mean, Marvin Jones and Callaway. Against our secondary, they're going to have their day. So we're going to have our work cut out. So I, I agree with you. We need to start off quickly and establish our rhythm. Because the past two games, they've elected to receive, but, you know, in the first, the game against Cincinnati, they threw the interception on the first drive, and then a three and out was on the, the drive this Sunday. So I agree. I think they need to establish. Um, do you think that um, the coach survives? Do you think he's going to survive this season? I, I, it's tough because at this moment in time, I don't see a way he does. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things have to be taken into account. The the disrupted off season and the fact of with 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 obviously the I believe we have the youngest roster now, if I if I remember correctly. Yep. The fact we have so many rookies coming into the team and not having a preseason and such a disrupted off season, I feel like that's gonna have much more of an impact on a team as young as ours than it would on a team that's kind of only introducing a handful of rookies. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think I can't take that into account. But when it's going as bad as it is, I mean if we if we're sitting here to be honest, even at two and three I don't think it's as it doesn't feel as bad a situation because we don't have the we don't have a full game losing streak. We don't have giving the first wins of the seasons to the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Texans. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's all that's all kind of making it feel a lot worse than it and it would have been if if we had even picked up one of those wins. I feel like this wouldn't be feeling as such a negative. Um. But I I don't see how the way unless things improve dramatically. I think I think Marone's gone. He, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it mid season. I or he'll wait till the end of the year. But I think he'll, I think he will be gone unless we put, put off something miraculous. Yeah, it's it's starting to look like that. And when you looked at the teams that were at the bottom last year that we played. And those teams kind of beat us, like Miami and Cincinnati, where those were two like winnable games. It does look like Marone may be out the door. Um, it's the last question. Um, Marone gets fired. What is your ideal scenario for head coach and quarterback from this year's draft and? the coaching candidates? 
Um, coaching candidates. Uh, well, um, I really like. Um, I'm not sure on the pronunciation of it, but the, the I know he's, there's a lot of talk with him with the Texans, but the Chiefs' um, offensive coach. Oh, Eric Benenemy. Eric Eric Benenemy. That's the one. Yeah, I can't say it. Yeah, it's kind of it's yeah. like a tongue twister a little bit. But. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, he's achieved great things with the Chiefs. Um, uh, McDaniel's in in New England. Okay. Um, I don't. I I think it'd be very difficult to to pry away. Um, but yeah, coach wise. It does feel like, to a degree, that there's not an awful lot of choice out there at the moment. Um, so it is difficult. It, it, no, no one else is really springing to mind. Mm-hmm. In regards to quarterback, it is it's difficult to see past Trevor Lawrence. Really, I, I feel like he is a generational talent and has all the makings of being a top top quarterback, which is obviously what what every franchise wants. Right. Uh, difficulty we're going to have. Is with already one win on the board, there are a couple of teams that look like they could potentially go the season without getting one. Someone like the Jets, potentially the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are terrible. They, I watched their game against the Cowboys yesterday. I, I'm like, they might win this game. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I have. I have a few. Um. I play flag football on a team and then we've got a fair few Giants fans on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, because I, I went to bed because it was, was a late game over here in the UK and they all stayed up watching it. And um, they were all positive when I went when I was went to sleep. I woke up this morning to loads of messages in the group chat like, of all how like depressed they were. And <laughs> so um, it makes me feel a bit better being a Giant. At least we've got the one win. Like, right. It, it could be worse. Yeah, because I... I... I watched their last two games. I watched them against the Rams because of Ramsey and the Tate. And yeah, I watched the the Cowboys one, and I was just like, you know, I I think our defense is bad, but not like the Giants or not like the Cowboys bad. You know, like they're bad yeah. defenses. Yeah, that's the thing. I think because at least our our defense is showing kind of glimmers and. Like a glimmer of hope, kind of thing. Like there are plays that you see and you think, "Oh, that that was good. That was good." And with the the youth and inexperience, you'd hope that those plays would slowly, even if it's slowly, they would start to kind of become more. They they would occur more often, and they're not such. They're not so rare. Like what, it feels like they are at the moment. There's when you, when we make a, any kind of play on defense. It feels like something to be celebrated. <laughs> so, hopefully, that that becomes more more often. And and yeah, there's, there's definitely like like the CJ and um, I really liked Sidney Jones yesterday. He he had a great game. Yes, he did. Um, uh, he had he had a great game. I was surprised. Yeah. So if if he can keep that up and we can have him on one side of the field and CJ can can grow and and learn on the other side, then. That that's potentially that's got some potential there as a as a cornerback pairing and our defensive line, yeah, yeah. Like I say, so there there are with Josh Allen and Chase on, and there are definitely positives there. Whereas for maybe like I say someone like as some of the other teams, uh, it's not so much. 
Right. Right. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, what's your um your social media accounts? Okay, so um, it's at Britjag for Facebook and Twitter, and Instagram. I'm on there at Brit underscore Jag. Okay, okay. Um, thank you, Lee. Um, no, thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been great to chat. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, this is the JJC podcast, episode number ten. When you get a chance, check out the website at www.jacksonvillejaguarscountry.com, social media, hashtag Jags Country. And I will see you guys later. Thank you. <laughs>